following podcast is scheduled for one hour! Welcome to the Longest Running Weekly Episodic Podcast. I should not make that sound every week. That is sort of about wrestling and recorded in the same city that is home to Healthy Holly. Oh, now what is, hold on, what is Healthy Holly? (laughs) Healthy Holly is not a wrestler. No, it sounds like a uh, wrestler. It's uh, an alliterative name that certainly sounds like some indie some indie women's wrestling. MCW, <laughs> Maryland Championship Wrestling. So um, our mayor, Catherine Pugh, uh, was a member of the University of Maryland Medical Systems Board of Trustees. Oh, it's we're, an unpaid we're getting position. right into wrestling then. <laughs> an unpaid position, but she had been uh-huh. a member of the Board of Trustees since 2001. And during her course of being a member of the Board of Trustees, she was part of a vote. I believe she was part of the vote to authorize the purchase of 100,000 books under Catherine Pugh's self-published um, book, Wait. book company uh, called Healthy Holly. Like it's Healthy Holly's children's books. Hold up. For so $500,000. She was authorized. Hey, here's $500,000. Uh, you can spend it on the mayor's book. Yeah. Well, she wasn't the mayor at the time. She was just a state senator. <laughs> and she was voting Wait, on statewide legislation, uh, 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 you know, uh, probably every session that would benefit the University of Maryland medical system. Oh, goodness. But yet she's on the board of trustees. And as part of this, she was uh, she sold 100,000 copies of a Healthy Holly book series. Now, Mark, I know that sounds bad, but <laughs> you say she was on the board of d- trustees for uh, a college in the University of Maryland system. Yeah. And when has a university ever done anything untoward? <laughs> so she, she, so wait, they, where did this $500,000 come from? The University of Maryland medical school system. Ah, cool. So University great. of Maryland medical system. So what did they do with all of these books they bought? Well, apparently some were distributed to um, Baltimore City Public Schools, uh, but it was not part of the curriculum. It was just encouraged reading. Why? Um, like, like I think like 23,000 one year went to the school system. Hmm. I'm just thinking what pisses me off. Well, two things really piss me so off. So this is all just coming out now? Yeah. So uh, a frenemy of the mayor's made all this public. Oh, she's so a, this was a secret payment. She's a st- oh, no, it wasn't a secret payment. It just she, uh, Pew did not disclose this relationship on her ethics form oh. with the city. So it's not like people. It sounds like the university didn't mind keeping it quiet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so or they were probably just like you're disclosing this, right? And she's just like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Two things about that story really pissed me off. One is the the transparent nature of of this, like I I'm going to call it corruption, alleged corruption. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing are acts of corruption, <laughs> and it's uh, should they have should they be true? Unethical, uh, this transparent unethical relationship, a and of, a lot of that going around. <laughs> it's so Trump like that. It's, it just pisses me off to no end. Yeah, but secondly, um. The impact to the environment of actually giving away 23,000 of these stupid books that I'm sure nobody read. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll put this in the garbage later if you want. 
Like, come on. If you're they're, just, like, they're at that point just like really expensive pamphlets. Yeah, if you're just going, if you're going to be that transparent with this money grab, like, don't even bother with the impact Bro, on the hear, environment. Hear me spin my set tonight. <laughs> Printed up thirty thousand of these. <laughs> anyway, so we're the mid card mechanics. Oh yeah, wait. And we're from Baltimore, Maryland, where all of that is taking place right now. That's right. It's the greatest city in America, in the world. Yeah. Is it the world? The greatest. Yeah. The, the, some universe. of the benches say universe. The WWE universe. <laughs> Maybe. Man, I keep Anyway, that's the name of this show. My name's Gavin. I'm Mark. And that's the end of the intro. <laughs> that was a tight one. I'll say. We got it in under five minutes. <laughs> that might be a record. If the mayor goes down, though, then we, Jack Young is going to be our mayor. Like, this administration cannot fuck up any more than it already has. And the only way it possibly can do that is if we end up with Jack Young as our mayor. <laughs> and then at that point, the police will just, it'll be a military coup. <laughs> They'll take over and we will now be the, the country's first police city. It's interesting. The president you say will that. say, "Thank goodness that the police of Baltimore finally took matters into their own hand, and more cities should start following this pattern." And that's how he gets his army. So, in the uh, in in the Civil War, I hope that doesn't happen. That scenario was uh, the state legislature was actually fearful that a scenario similar to that would actually play out, where the Baltimore Police Department uh-huh. would turn on the mayor. And like a coup would happen because of Maryland's complicated. So they had issues with the police yes. and the mayor's office, city hall, and in- 160 years ago. Wow, those, those really are baked in features and, in the city. And the response was the state legislature taking control of the Baltimore Police Department. Jesus. So the the mayor the the city government the cat right now is rolling her eyes. <laughs> and listening when this gets posted and she listens to this but the the city's municipal corporation name is the mayor and city council of baltimore and the mayor and city council of baltimore has no control over the baltimore police department because since the civil war the baltimore police department has been a state agency what a bunch of rebels <laughs> So, yeah. That's amazing. The Baltimore Police Department, for tort purposes, is its own uh, local government. Um, And uh, the state has basically kind of washed its hands of the police department. 160 years ago? And no one's – it's a mess. No, this is in like the 70s. And then like Schaefer Uh. got a charter amendment that at least allows the city – allows the mayor to hire and fire the police commissioner. I think it was Schaefer. It was like around that time, like the 70s or 80s. So that's the only thing that the mayor and city council can do, but we pay for everything that they do. We pay their entire budget. We pay uh, – uh-huh. we indemnify the officers We uh, and all their tort actions. <laughs> we pay their salaries, their pensions, and we have no control over uh, – or no uh, um, no oversight. Holy shit. Yeah, so um, you can tweet us anyway, if you're still listening. Come to Baltimore. <laughs> you can now we that was that intro was even tighter. Now we're in under eight. 
You can, so you can tweet us. Why at, aren't those the trivia facts that they have on the Baltimore tourism website? <laughs> Probably because it's, it's slightly terrifying. We have the, but we have the world's tallest Pentagon building. <laughs> I don't even believe that. <laughs> anyway, where can they fucking tweet us? <laughs> tweet us at Midcard Mechanic. Save Mayor that. Pew, if you're listening, <laughs> save that S for. Um, scandal? Yeah, scandal. Good one. <laughs> yeah. High five. Um, Speaking of scandal, did you watch Monday Night Raw this past week? Hey, yeah, boy, did I. <laughs> was there did anything scandalous happen? Brock Lesnar showed up, and <laughs> I played the game I play every time he shows up, a little game I called Imagine Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I came up with three more watching him on Raw. Okay. Imagine, can you imagine Brock Lesnar waiting in line for food? <laughs> well, like have like a anyway an over the counter like deli it could be type. it could be uh, even a, a catering backstage. Like you think you can imagine him like just like holding his plate and like just standing behind Kofi Kingston waiting to get some food. Maybe you, he like bouncing a little on his heels. <laughs> I can't. I can't picture it. I picture him just going up and taking. I imagine he passes over the sun chips every time. By the way, um, for everyone listening at home, we are not being attacked by a pack of <laughs> vicious dogs. Just Maisie is so excited once again to see Mark, <laughs> and she's just is part of a pod. The podcast, as always. Anyway. Oh wait. So. Uh, anything new? Anything new you want to share with the audience, Gavin? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, growing my beard back. <laughs> shaved it. I shaved it, uh, and um, you know, my wife reacted with what can only be described as horror. <laughs> I I don't know if I told the story on the podcast. <laughs> I was, um, I was I, she knew I was shaving my beard off, and I said, "All right, you ready?" And she was in the other room, and she said, "Yeah, I'm ready." And I walked in, and she couldn't contain the gasp. She just went, ah! It wasn't even a gasp. It was just like a a full-throated sound expression of disgust. <laughs> like, too much of my face. Too much of my face. So. Has she ever seen your face before? Yeah, she's seen it before. When we first met, I was clean-shaven, so did the job then. <laughs> but, um... Well, so beard's coming back. Um, so yeah. What about you? Anything new with you? Dundalk Diane and I are getting married. <laughs> Is that the that's the right music, right? Um, whatever. Or is that when you graduate? Whatever they played Shit. at the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth wedding. <laughs> it's probably just pop pop and surf circumstance they probably played the wrong thing so yeah uh she is my awesome fiance. congrats you know what i re- thank you you know what i realized saturday is to both of you congrats cat <laughs> slash doc diane fiance fiance well not there but fiance just rolls off the tongue it's just <laughs> it just has this like fun sound yeah and then you go from that to the monosyllabic wife. Yeah. <laughs> so the next this time. This is my fiance. Yeah. It's so, it's so fancy. This is my wife. Wife. <laughs> Here's my Fiar, f- uh, Ferrari. Here's my Accord. 
<laughs> yeah, the words just such what a weird <laughs> husband. <laughs> yeah, so words uh, words have weird sounds, though they may have great meaning. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Congrats! Thank you. The next time uh, all four of us are on, you too. Well, after you're married, when the four of us are on, you too will be able to introduce her as yeah, this is my wife. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the episode of ten <laughs> to, to get that joke. I don't um I don't think we're gonna do like a, a bridal party. But if we do, I'm gonna get all the groomsmen the Mattel <laughs> friendship celebration set that's on the WWE website right now. <laughs> you the sent me a link. Celebration to it. What, the Festival of Friendship. Yeah, it's a whole playset with yeah. a Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho <laughs> action figure, and they have the whole setup with like the placard. You it, if you have the ring, yeah. you can actually set it up like they're doing an in-ring talk show <laughs> segment. Oh shit. Okay, so I I'll, I'll buy the ring for myself. <laughs> okay, perfect. And then whenever I visit these people individually, we have to play with the Festival of Friendship. <laughs> yes. Well, I bet they also do a Miz TV. Someone should get a Miz TV. Um, a moment of bliss takes place at the top of the ramp. She's smart. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird shit on the WWE's shop. Why would you host a uh, talk show on a springy surface? <laughs> that seems like you're opening yourself up for all sorts of problems. <laughs> they all just love being in the ring so much. I guess so. Hey, uh, now's a quick time. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, a word from me going downstairs to see what the heck my dog is getting into. <laughs> and we're back. Yes. Yep. Yes. It, it was- turned out that she peed on the floor. <laughs> she didn't want to interrupt us, I guess, because we were in such a good flow talking about Monday Night Raw. And then she uh, was full of urine that so- I just uh, had to touch. So I, um, I, I had a big takeaway from Raw. It was, uh, wait, 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 can, what time is it? Can you imagine Brock Lesnar sitting in a cubicle? <laughs> it's seven thirty. No, that's what time it is. Oh, <laughs> guess what guys? <laughs> Hold on. That's Wait, double F. Do you want do you want the new one from this week? Like yeah, sure. For for whenever we you know we protect the business and slip into kayfabe, this is the signal we usually give you. Guess what, guys? It's boss time. But this year, again, I don't know what this word kayfabe means. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't. Every time I press that button, does it toggle you into kayfabe or out? I think. I just, <laughs> anyway, this week we got a special gift from the wrestling gods. Go ahead, Byron. Cole's not here. Have at it. Uh-huh. Let's steal the page out of Cole's vodka. It's boss time. No, you didn't. I did. I just did. He just did. <laughs> so uh, you have some thoughts on uh, Raw. Yeah. And speaking of he just did, Kurt Angle just announced Monday Night Raw, whose final opponent is going to be. What What a what, what an interesting thing. Kurt Angle is a legend. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, Hall of Fame I, member. He's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. He's yeah. A, Hall of Famer. Hall of Olympic Fame. Kurt Angle. Gold. Um. Gold medal Olympian. Won his gold medal with a broken, broken neck. Broken freaking neck. 
and he's going to have contractually. You have to say the whole thing. <laughs> one last match against Baron Corbin. Undertale. Oh. <laughs> what do you think about that matchup? I'm really looking Baron... forward to that. Of course, I am at I, WrestleMania. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to make sure I have a full plate of food. Yeah, uh, I'm not getting up for that match. Full beverage. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that Woody has been let outside. No. <laughs> Wait, are we all going to have to say the Pledge of Allegiance first? <laughs> that match is going to just be a barn burner. Vince has done it again, huh? Well, that was all Kurt. That was all Kurt. That was all Kurt. He, uh, he selected his opponent. That's true. And he selected Baron Corbin. He selected the, the best... The best. Possible out of way. All of the options. To end his career. Everyone. Could you think of a single wrestler? Up to and including The Undertaker. <laughs> a single wrestler, not just even on the current <laughs> roster, but of all time. Of all time, yes. That would be a better and more fitting matchup for Kurt Angle to end his career than Baron Corbin. <laughs> what about Jason Jordan feels about this? <laughs> Is it incest if you have to wrestle your son? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's always weird when Vince and uh, Shane did it. <laughs> I don't know. Just when Steph's involved. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a great match. Can't wait. Uh, why do you say that so... You're so glib. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it'll be nice to... To send, uh, what was the end of the place? Ugh, fuck, this would have been a great nerdy joke if I could remember the, the reference. At the end of Lord of the Rings, when Frodo goes off with the elves into the place where no mortal man can ever go. Uh, that's basically where we're sending Kurt Angle. <laughs> Mordor. Yeah. Is that it? No. I've never seen after. it. It's fine. If there's a dragon. No, it's fine. It's, it's not funny. <laughs> if there's a dragon involved, I have no interest in it. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of What if of it's Game a T-Rex skull? Oh, well, that's different. Yeah? <laughs> Even with all the crazy sex that's supposed to happen in Game of Thrones, I could not be oh. less interested if... <laughs> well, then I won't lend you my copy of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the book. Yeah. Is you there just a lot of, the book, yeah. Is there a lot of crazy sex in that? You'd be disappointed. <laughs> you went in thinking, it's not very crazy. It's just very conventional. What century was that book written in? Lord of the Rings? Yeah. It was the 1940s. Oh, it wasn't like 1800? What? No. (laughs) (laughs) It was written in the 40s? Get yourself to Wikipedia, son. (laughs) I just, that's how little I know about that. Oh, yeah. Well, I can lend it to you. Ah, That's all right. (laughs) Can you imagine Brock Lesnar dressing up as Spider Man? Wow, did he look impressive Monday night, too. Brock Man, <laughs> he looks like he's ready for this match. Yeah. And, and uh, deserving of the main event of WrestleMania, too. Oh, uh, once again. Yes. The defending champion. Don't you think it's weird that he doesn't, you know, defend his championship? It, it, when there's a competitor worthy <laughs> of even stepping into the ring of... Isn't it weird that he somehow, how did he negotiate, did Paul Heyman, do you think, negotiate the contract with the WWE that allows him to never have to defend the championship? Is, I mean, I'd take that. 
Was there ever any doubt as to the effectiveness of Paul Heyman? <laughs> so he, he, what you're saying is that Paul Heyman, the only explanation is he uh, pulled one over on Vince. No. No? It, this is in everyone's best interest. Just listen to how excited the crowd is when Brock Lesnar does show up. Oh, yeah, especially when he holds his championship up for the crowd. This is everything. They're all saying Boo Earns. We could go back to episode one. Episode a one. <laughs> episode a one. And I guarantee that we probably talk about overexposure. <laughs> how much time have we talked about overexposure on this podcast? And And now we have the perfect amount of exposure for... The um, the uh, beast incarnate. Just, I it's it's kind of hard. I I don't know the the word I'm looking for, but like the strongest strong man at the carnival. There's <laughs> yeah, there's there's just something spectacular about watching Brock Lesnar and having the opportunity to watch him fight. And it's 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 always a big it's a big moment. Oh, I should be more grateful. Is yes, that what you're saying ah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe less smarky. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> so, so how much do you think the WWE fined Ronda Rousey for slapping the ref? They keep saying an undisclosed amount. I mean, I have an idea of what that undisclosed amount might really be. I, what do you I, think? I just wonder what's going to happen to her husband, too. He punched the ref. Oh, he's done. Well, I mean, his you wife think, was being... Be merciful? His wife was basically being assaulted by WWE's referees. He was just protecting his wife. Oh, and I mean, Vince can probably relate to that. I mean, the numerous times that he stood up for his wife to defend his wife and from attackers... <laughs> Look where she is now. Yes. <laughs> as far away from him as she can get. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I would imagine that the WWE came down pretty hard on Ronda. I mean, you think, I mean, I know, I know Stephanie was probably mad. for the break kayfabe shirt she's selling. They were probably like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that shirt. Well, also what's kayfabe? <laughs> yeah, well, that explained that one. Yeah, they're like, look, this doesn't even make any sense. It's weird she's selling it on like her own like Etsy shop or something instead of Pro Wrestling Tees, the place that's set up for people to for pro wrestlers to independently sell their T-shirts. I have a feeling that she may have a very strong advocate in her corner too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who? Paul Heyman. Oh, you, oh, oh, you think that's where we're going next? Uh, I think... Um, Do you think... Would you like to see... Well, it's you, no would, secret. Well, let me ask you this. Would you like to see Ronda Rousey become uh, a client of Paul Heyman's? <laughs> oh, my God. Does he... Has he ever had... Forget more, it. That women's division would be over. Has Has he ever had more than one client? At a time, or does he like to focus all of his energy on just one person? Well, I think there was a little bit where he was representing um, CM Punk and Curtis Axel at the same time. He was representing Curtis uh, CM Punk Axel? and Brock Lesnar definitely at the same time. Oh, 
Yep. He uh Wait, back up to the part where I have no memory of Paul Heyman representing Curtis Axel. When Curtis Axel debuted in WWE, uh he was represented by Paul Heyman. How did he get that? How Paul, did he where? Paul Heyman saw a lot of a lot of promise in him, no, but I the just, fickle crowd didn't. Uh like I maybe that's so so it was the crowd. It wasn't Paul Heyman being wrong. Nope. Of course not. <laughs> Um, it's the crowd forgetting what the crowd is there to do. Well, one thing I think we can agree on is uh, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush gave us a gift, I think, that we both could have enjoyed. And that was just seeing Strowman toss Leo Rush around the ring. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say uh, another look at Finn Balor's abs. <laughs> well, I mean, that's always... <laughs> No one who can complain. I certainly can't. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of uh, insecure people <laughs> out there who had to make a joke. Um, <laughs> so does Batista not know how to remember lines? <laughs> well, I think um, Batista is probably just uh, a bit lackadaisical and any type of policy in his office. How many Hollywood stars live in Tampa, Florida? Him and Hollywood Hogan. <laughs> I was surprised. He said from his, is from his home in Tampa, Florida, live via satellite. I kept thinking, well, I guess I'll, I'll ask you later, but like, Oh, it's weird that he lives in Tampa. Does he really live in Tampa? Well, wherever he lives, he's, uh, is, or is it Batista without the U lives from Tam- lives in Tampa? We know he's definitely living in Triple H's nightmares right now. <laughs> well, that's because Triple H won't give him what he wants. That match is going to be brutal. Yeah. Wow, two gladiators just uh, ready to rip each other's heads off. Also, that promo, and I don't know if we really got into it much last week or not, but the sexual tension was just off the charts. Palpable. Oh, I mean, that's like, te- I think sexual tension of the year so far <laughs> i thought that uh, alexa bliss and ec3 had it during the moment of bliss but i'm pretty sure it's batista and triple h during that promo i mean there was spit flying it Could was you imagine ec3 start yelling at alexa <laughs> give me what i want <laughs> jesus Christ. give me what i want she would just start sobbing yes <laughs> i mean i would <laughs> be terrified talk about a throwback whatever <laughs> Wasn't that long ago? <laughs> it's like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else about Raw? Well, I but you're you- you're just glossing over that uh, um, another barn burner, <laughs> Triple H and Bautista. We haven't really talked about. It. I guess it, as we we are on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, cruise. We may along. as well. We should not just neglect talking about the matches that we know are for sure going to happen. Oh, right. And that Triple H Bautista match. I mean, I don't know which one I'm more excited about: Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin, uh-huh. or Bautista <laughs> and, and Triple H. Those two. I mean, <laughs> two individual matches uh-huh. with three Hall of Famers and one future Hall of Famer. Do you think Bautista is going to come out wearing blue ring gear just as a fuck you to the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they booed. First, he was Boo Tista and then Blue Tista. I think you've forgotten what time it is. 
guess what, guys? <laughs> or maybe I did. Yeah, that match is going to be amazing. It's no okay. holds no, barred. No holds barred. Yes. Wow. Wow. The risks. There is such a. I, I mean, do, I don't know what Batista is thinking. I'm worried uh, because this isn't. He has nothing to prove. Uh, I don't understand why he's so upset. First of all, he's he just doesn't like Triple H. He's in. He's. I'm worried. He still has to film Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah. And what if he gets seriously hurt? That's a strong possibility. I don't like this. You know the sledgehammer is going to get pulled out. Of course it is, because Triple H is a cheater. But it's no holds barred. It's within the rules. Oh, that's fine, then. Dave got what then he... Then they ate. should start with the sledgehammers. <laughs> Dave got what he asked for. A beating. Yeah, even though he, I think, forgot the line where he actually asked for it. <laughs> he's He's way too intense... It was the most passive-aggressive yelling. It's like two people that want to have sex with each other, but neither of them wants to ask it. No, you ask! No, you tell me! Batista's clearly unhinged. <laughs> I, I think and, Triple H is pretty unhinged, too, don't well, you? Well, but between the two of them, I, th- I really think Triple H is going to be much more focused. And they just bring that out match. that heat in each other, huh? It's going, to be, it's going to be a competition. People are going to be talking about this match for decades. I bet they put a reference, um, or they'll probably, um, well, who do you think is going to replace him in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? (laughs) Braun! (laughs) Why are there not more wrestlers in superhero movies? It feels like that's perfect. Yeah, I don't know. Really missing an obvious opportunity there. Speaking of uh, things I'd like to get your boss time. Guess what, guys? Opinion on. (laughs) Is um, Miz and Shane cruising over to SmackDown? Uh, Shane McMahon betrayed the Miz at Fastlane, as we all know. And uh, I don't is and Shane came out and did this promo about how uh, how superior he is for being born into the McMahon family. And is is Shane McMahon really superior just because he was born a McMahon? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Answer that one. <laughs> well, he's certainly more superior, Mr. President. He's certainly more superior than the Miz. <laughs> well, but what makes uh, the look McMahon's, at the success he's achieved? But what makes that McMahon uh, blood more superior to others? I don't know. Okay, maybe it's not by blood, but it's by uh, accomplishments for sure. Oh, but he said it was. He was born into it. It's in his blood. Well, they do bleed money. <laughs> so he's not talking about eugenics. <laughs> um, I mean, Plato did suggest about applying the principles of selective breeding. And WWE is basically a Greek tragedy. <laughs> and there's a lot of incest in Greek tragedies, which would explain a lot of the Shane and Stephanie angles. Look, I'm not saying Shane and Stephanie ever fucked. No, I'm not saying that. I'm definitely not saying that. <laughs> oh, man. So. That was funny. So that's all? Like, he's not? Well, I, um, well just about that matchup. Um, Miz is from Cleveland. I know where he's from. He's from the land. He's from the, he crawled out of the dirt, a child of the earth, with nothing. <laughs> 
and um, got him all the way to Road Rules or Miz, Real World or whatever it was. The, the Miz is too goofy. Too goofy. Yeah, you know, like. Do you think that his dad's face looks like a baked potato, or do you think that was an appropriate thing to say about someone's father on national international television? Your dad's face looks like a baked potato. The Miz brought the dads into it to begin with. <laughs> but what about the baked potato part? That's kind of fucked up. I think you're not uh, thinking about the greater picture here. I don't, I'm starting to wonder if the middle of a wrestling ring is the best place for two adults to resolve their differences. <laughs> well, what would you rather them do? Have a nuclear war? <laughs> no, just threaten one. Just playing, <laughs> give me what I want. You just think everything should be accomplished through. You want what you, you want it, Dave? You want it? <laughs> give me what I want. Everything should be accomplished through diplomacy and talking things out. <laughs> give me what I want. You can't just have a fight sometimes. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like uh, every uh, person I encountered in my entire childhood. <laughs> so yeah. Shane and Stephanie are not fucking, by the way. I just <laughs> point that out. I was... But if they were, it would be superior than any other fucking. Right. And that goes back to the whole point about how they're, just like Charlotte says, genetically superior. Yeah, she is too. So, I don't know. Well, how come they, how come those two families haven't fucked yet? Is, what, I mean. It's this Helmsley, this Helmsley blood. You know what he is? Street urchin. <laughs> you know what? He, he's, he's posturing the Triple H street urchin. The world is not ready for. Gutter trash. Shane and Charlotte's love child. <laughs> <laughs> no like the, the the generation the timeline didn't someone in the future needs to have a kid they need to figure out how to have kids at the same time so that they'll be age appropriate for each other and then finally this superior wrestling specimen can be born it'll take generations but uh our descendants will one day uh enjoy the pinnacle of wrestling achievement what? Is that, is that, I think that I think that's what Shane was saying. What wrestling male and female wrestling grandparents <laughs> combination would make the the ultimate the ultimate wrestler? So not just the parents, the grandparents. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka. <laughs> and who's their child? Um it'll be um well, I don't know. We won't be alive for that. Wait, do I have to guess <laughs> who their me. child would be? No. Probably look mind. like Shane McMahon. <laughs> no, I was thinking uh, um, like Macho Man and uh, Miss Elizabeth give birth to um, Jerry the King Lawler. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. <laughs> and oh, then like another wrestling couple give birth to a female wrestler. And then that female wrestler and Randy Orton had a kid. It would be really fucked up. <laughs> he already has enough kids. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're fine. Don't at us at the mid card mechanic. Leave off that last S for uh, Shane and Stephanie are not fucking. <laughs> All right. I have another question for you while we're still in Boston. Guess what, guys? Go ahead, Byron. Cole's not here. Have at it. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be me Friday. 
She's in the office by myself. <laughs> <laughs> What's Lacey Evans' deal? Um, Dundalk Diane last night said she looks like Marge Simpson wearing that <laughs> Chanel dress <laughs> when she's going to the country club. Oh, my <laughs> God. Cat, that's the perfect joke. <laughs> That's better than my joke. I'm looking at my joke with shame. You want to know my dumb joke? Yes, of course. My dumb joke. Oh, God, that was really good. Um, This had better lead to a match at Mania against The Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows. What's going on with The Undertaker? I don't read the... I haven't read the internet all week. I don't know if anybody is... uh, Wait, are we still in... Is it still boss time? Yes, it's always oh, sorry, boss, time. boss time. Sorry, I didn't know the rules of boss time. I um I went a couple weeks without looking at Hall of Fame. Those dirt sheets where everything's wrong. <laughs> Hall of Fame member, President of the United States of America, Donald <gasps> Trump's Twitter. Yes, and Hall of Famer. The past couple Hall weeks, Famer first. <laughs> the past couple weeks have been pretty fucking good. Oh it's no! It's just like, well, it's just like, oh well. And by good, yeah, bad. I see headlines, but it's like nothing crazy. Nothing like batshit over the top insane has happened. It's just generally like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, he's doing some goofy shit. He's saying weird things. And then I go read his Twitter, and I'm just like, oh, god damn, he's unhinged. Yeah. Can you imagine? (laughs) I can't even play the the could you imagine game anymore. It's worse than I thought. It's worse than it was when I left it alone a couple weeks ago. I wish I'd never looked at it again. I like, yeah. You know, I realized that you can always dip your head in the river of shit whenever you want. <laughs> oh, why is my mouth, ears, and eyes and nose full of shit? <laughs> well, what I realized, I was thinking about it earlier. I was actually thinking about it on the car ride over here. It's like, um, it, it's, it's, it's not even worth paying attention to anymore. No, he's jumped the shark <laughs> with his followers. <laughs> he's just. Incapable of single-handedly causing mass destruction. Yeah, and it's just... uh... (laughs) But so, yeah, it's just like, I think think I've made a choice in my life. I'm I'm just going to fucking ignore... I'm going to ignore his Twitter for sure. It's probably a healthy choice. And whenever I see an article about something he tweets about, I'm just not even going to read it. I'm just going to focus on actual are, news. Are people still reporting on his tweets? Yeah, it happens. Like New York Times. That's uh, what sucked me back in. I read they can't, this. They can't help themselves. The Times were like, he basically the whole article is about a tweet storm he went on this past <sighs> weekend. I understand it's newsworthy because he's the president, but you know, a fire needs oxygen. And if you stop giving it the oxygen, <laughs> it'll burn itself out. Yeah. And that would stop giving the toddler the attention he's screaming for. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be Kofi Kingston's WrestleMania <laughs> chances. <laughs> How dare you? I hope he wins. I hope he shows up in every match and wins every one. I hope they say, yes, you can, you can participate in the, you can challenge me for the hemp title, but God, you have I to love that belt. Yeah. It looks really, it's really grown <laughs> on me. Daniel Bryan's on fire. Right oh my now. god, his promo on SmackDown was so good. <laughs> he just cracks me up. Yes, it gets he gets better at it every time. Oh, all those precious snowflakes in the crowd booing him. <laughs> so fickle. The WWE universe is so <laughs> fickle. fickle. 
<coughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and it's just like they're so desperate to cheer for somebody, and then they're like so short like they're just so short sighted. That was that was Daniel Bryan. Um, so Daniel Bryan uh-huh. was basically Kofi Kingston five years ago. Like just he was the McMahons were like, look, you're not ready. You're not ready. He'd only been at WWE for six years. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And he was a B plus player. He yeah. And and he fought his way. And I mean, the McMahons, to their credit, you know, gave him his opportunity. He earned it. He said, no, I am ready. But who was right in the long run about that? The McMahons were. <laughs> because where was Daniel Bryan a year after WrestleMania? Concussed. Where was he a year after that? Uh, Retirement. Yeah. He because, was not ready for it. Because their doc, the WWE's doctors retired him. <laughs> and then he, he, he fights uh-huh. and he comes back. Much to the delight of this fickle <laughs> universe, and uh-huh. and the McMahons were like, "You're ready, you're ready. This is your time. You're this ready. Is your ch- this is your chance." This and the crowd is going to go crazy for it. We're gonna we're gonna put you in an opportunity to, to succeed, and the crowd is going to go crazy for Kofi. We're gonna give them. We're going to give them what they want, and you're going to get what you give deserve. Give me what I want, Hunter. Because your yes, your time is is now. And I thought, <laughs> but you can't see me. <laughs> My time is now. And what what the, how the WWE universe respond by sitting on their hands? <laughs> Wasn't that they weren't there for Daniel Bryan? He fought and fought and fought <laughs> to come back. <laughs> and they, the fans were not there for him. The fans abandoned him. Well, the fans that were pushing him and pushing him and pushing him to the point where he had to retire due to injury. <laughs> if yeah. he had listened to the McMahons, uh-huh. he would not have had to push himself that hard. And he would have. And he would not have injured but himself. But he'd still just be a B-plus player. No, he wouldn't. His time would have come. His time would have come eventually because Daniel Bryan has it. <laughs> And he was reaching for the brass ring. That well, he, seeing the brass ring express lane. He just re, it's so clear to me. He just recently <laughs> realized what the McMahon's the uh-huh. wisdom that the the McMahon's were trying to impart on him. Oh, which and was don't listen to the fucking universe. <laughs> you can stand out here and you can chant Kofi Kofi. Why are they chanting? You can live in a fantasy land. Or you can live in reality. He was so surprised when the crowd started chanting Kofi after he gave them the prompt to start chanting Kofi. (laughs) Daniel Bryan realized the error of his ways. And he realized... And he missed an opportunity to call them sheep. (laughs) And he realized the McMahons were just... They had nothing but his best interests in mind before. And the crowd doesn't. And oh, you just know like what? their best interests with Kofi and the New Day. Well, <laughs> see, the McMahons knew Daniel yeah. Bryan was going to be in this position in his career. They knew eventually he was going to be ready for it. But not everybody is ready for that, to hold that championship. So he had to throw the championship belt into the garbage? 
Well, we know this about WWE. They give a <laughs> wide latitude to the talent on their roster to oh. express themselves. They provide well, a safe a, space. That was a good one. <laughs> they provide a very safe, comfortable space. For people to be able to be who they feel that they are. I feel like we need a panel or we need a guest where we ask you to defend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Daniel Bryan has figured this out. But much to the dismay of the audience who mm-hmm. three months ago could care less about Kofi Kingston. I, I love and, you know, Kofi. When, when Kofi was not part of the Elimination Chamber match originally, mm-hmm. when he was not even one of the original six announced. Yeah. Point to one fucking person in the audience that was demanding that Kofi Kingston be in that match. I don't think anyone knew it was an option. Because nobody cares about Kofi Kingston. Everybody put the New Day shirt on. Everybody. Everybody out there eating a pancake. And just like Vince said, he will be in the Hall of Fame someday as a member of the New Day. That sounds good, too. But a champion, a WWE champion... I'm not the one to make this call, but Vince has made it. And I agree with Vince because he's has, has so rarely been wrong. <laughs> so I'm not calling. I'm not saying Kofi is not good uh-huh. enough to be a champion. What I'm saying, though, is Vince has made that decision. And I abide by Vince's <laughs> decisions because I have trust and faith that Vince knows what he's I, he's the most successful fucking promoter ever in the history of, of professional of promoting wrestling. anything. Yes. In the, in the history of promotion. So if Vince says you're just a B plus player, we need to stop demanding that these people put themselves in harm's way. Is it okay that uh, Daniel Bryan plagiarized uh, the McMahons by calling everyone in uh, Indianapolis a B plus player? Well, so when everybody here, B plus is pretty good. It's just. Uh, it shows how generous the McMahons can be. <laughs> Plagiarize. I, do you, don't you think that uh, Daniel Bryan was a little tone deaf? He had forgotten that this was what they had called him. Do you think he forgot? Or do yes, you think I the think, cr- he, I think it was the concussion. Do you think, or do you think the crowd forgot? I think he forgot. <laughs> I'm worried about him. <laughs> I think creative forgot. I think everybody <laughs> forgot. B plus player. That sounds familiar. Eh, use it. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. No, they just have a bunch of shirts that they haven't sold. <laughs> They're like, oh, these are collecting. Maybe dust. someone will buy a B team shirt by mistake. Uh, we can trade these shirts for no refunds. Some pyro. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking carnies. Just step right up. Bartering goods. Step right up. Watch the mountain of meat slam into the other mountain of meat. We'll push these old B plus player t shirts. So, speaking of the business, and this is something I want to ask you before we, you know, while we still have some time, what is the best for business decision in uh, not letting us know what, what or if The Undertaker is doing at Mania? Is it because we don't know how healthy he is? Or is the dump truck of money that Vince drove up to the Undertaker's, uh, I assume, shack in Death Valley, uh, just not have enough money in it? What time is it? Are we? Is it boss time or not? Guess what, guys? That's <laughs> uh, up to you. Uh, go ahead, Byron. Go ahead, Byron. Cole's not here. <laughs> 
God, I don't know. I that just, can be the sound we play when we come out of it. I just hope that he uh, is not part of WrestleMania. Come on. Enough. It feels so bad every time The Undertaker comes out. It's like, man, you've given me so many great memories. The only he- silver lining to uh, the Saudi Arabian thing might be that <laughs> if they keep trotting out Shawn Michaels. Aside from beheading a journalist. <laughs> If they have to keep if they keep trying out Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, then oh. there's gonna to have to reference the last time that they were in a match, and then it's just like, well, maybe that's how they're just gonna accept that billions of dollars that billion dollars. I don't know. Uh, I've lost my own self. I lost my that thought. I just hope that he's just so done with The Undertaker. I just yeah, but I also I'm worried. I don't want him to die in the ring. Well that's the thing. It's just it's sort of it's sad, but at this point it's just like, dude. You're just doing it to yourself. <laughs> Jesus. They should just play that, but it'll be his full entrance. <laughs> There's only so much I can... With on-screen lightning. <laughs> when when somebody just keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again, it's just sort of like, just stop, dude. Like, I've been worried about him for... <laughs> That's my name, too. <laughs> I've been worried about him for like six years. I know. When that fight with Roman Reigns, the whole time, why is Roman Reigns beating up that old man? <laughs> now it's, why is the old man uh, in the match? He's not even that old. It's wrestling years. Man, he does look, that's I some thought, wear and man, tear, man. He's got to be like almost 72, right? No, he's like in his 50s. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I hope uh I really hope it's a undertakerless WrestleMania. But, you know, he'll be involved somehow. Can I say something uh not in boss time also? Yeah, sure. About the iconics. Uh-huh. I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to get worried that the iconics are never gonna be taken seriously. Oh, I thought you were gonna say they're too hot for TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that they're gonna be the best women's championships ever. Champions ever. <laughs> Uh, fuck that one up. Um, no, like I, I watching their match with Sasha and Bailey, I started thinking, oh no, I don't think that they're the WWE is taking them seriously, and they're ever going to get booked in a spot where they could ever actually become champions. I think they're going to be part of the championship match at Mania. Yeah, but it'll be like a the chance of them four-way. winning is zero. I mean, I want them to. Well, who do you want to win? Not the Boston Hog Connection. <laughs> yeah. If the match is Sasha and Bailey against Nia and Tamina, against Beth Phoenix and Natty, against the Iconics, oh. it's without a doubt Natty and Beth Phoenix. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Iconics. And she can pull the championship up out of the. Oh, wait, no, that was Lindra Blaze. Um,. <laughs> The Iconics, I, I, here's my worry. I am worried that they are too good for the WWE. So I've moved them to my AEW dream board. (laughs) They are now up there with Asuka and the Revival. See, I think that's, that might be what you just said about them. Maybe not being too, uh, um, good enough for the WWE or no, um, too Too good good for the WWE. Too good for the WWE. See, I think of it as maybe people just aren't good enough for the WWE. Oh, maybe. (laughs) 
but that's I, I have not seen enough of them in ring to really know if I like them. But I'm worried that when they had a match with um, the hug and sock connection or whatever it is, boss and hug connection. Why yeah. do I have such trouble saying that? <laughs> boss and hug connection. Rock and sock connection. Man, it must be so hard to... I don't know. Entertain 10,000 people <laughs> in person multiple times a week. For five hours a, a, a week live or even internationally. Just, even millions. just maybe the five minutes that you get to do do something. Like as the performers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. Job the pressure. Tough. It does sound tough. <laughs> anyway, I hope the Iconics keep and getting the, chances because I don't think they've had enough chances to really kind of get into their groove. Well, maybe if the audience wasn't so fickle, no, more yeah, people would get opportunities. Them. It's not the McMahons that are depriving people of opportunities. It's the audience. Well, and it, I, I actually, I mean that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, it really is the audience. Oh, now you just sound like Paige. Saying, <laughs> it wasn't the WWE that was holding women back. It was the audience. Like, I will say to your point and to Paige's, it's possible. It was both. It's not an either or. We're all. Oh, were you drinking Lacroix? <laughs> Cran raspberry. Oh, not good. I just. I what is it? How do they flavor it? I believe it's like uh, frog gonads or something. <laughs> I feel like, but they just puree it and then turn it into an oil and then put it in the water and then they can just call it natural flavoring. <laughs> I feel like if Woody somehow made me a soda stream. <laughs> It would taste like this. Not very good. <laughs> um, yeah. Woody is my dog. <laughs> Long time listeners know who Woody is. Long time oh. listeners have probably met Woody at some point. Oh, stop talking. Stop talking about me. Sorry, Woody. You're a good dog. Um, so what do we have to look forward to? We are mere... We're on the road. To, do you think that maybe um, Fastlane and uh, Elimination Chamber could just be maybe maybe only have like one pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania that maybe two isn't necessary? Like Fast Elimination Chamber? Yeah, make Elimination Chamber match at Fast. <laughs> fast Chamber. There you go. Elimination Fastlane. Or they can just call it the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> or they just call it the road, and the it'll, road. it'll be themed like the Cormac, McC Cormac McCarthy novel. <laughs> Ash silently falling on the crowd for three hours. You know my favorite part of there's of no that music. Book? <laughs> the uh, lights are very dim. <laughs> when they find that shelter, the bomb shelter, and they're like actually eating real food. Oh yeah, under like the underground shelter at the yeah. house. And then the man finds. He finds a, a, Oh, spoiler alert. If you've never read The Road, uh, pause here. Go read The Road. Go get a hug from a loved one and then <laughs> press play. Okay, continue. He finds the the joint and Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh man. Every there wasn't a word wasted in that book. <laughs> but just that whole like scene, I was just like, oh man, they're safe. How great must that have felt? Didn't last long. No. <laughs> sort of like how we felt when Vince McMahon said he was going to shake things up. <laughs> Rob was going to be different that he's hurt us and they're going to make things better. So briefly, it felt like there was hope. 
I, so briefly, you could forget your troubles. I saw that um, some people might be going back to NXT. Boston Hug Connection? Excuse me. Um, Dana oh, Brooke is one of them. Really? Seamus and Cesaro. <laughs> that would be fun. I yeah. would really like that. And um, shit. Oh, Fandango. He's going to come back. Oh, if he came back, if he and Breeze showed up at NXT. And oh, man, the crowd up, would go crazy. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? And they can work a crowd the size, uh, like a, a full sale crowd so easily. They're so good. Yeah, so uh, the they don't the WWE doesn't want people to think about about it as going down as going back down. To no, the- I think everybody considers it going up. <laughs> no, no one, don't worry, Vince. No one's can nobody is considering it a downgrade. They want to have co-equal brands. NXT, yeah, it, NXT and and the main uh, roster. Those NXT kids are hungry. They're going to eat Vince's lunch. <laughs> So I saw something about CM NXT Punk. is the competition to AEW. Oh, well, actually, I had thought about AEW. Oh, based on what you were texting me. Say it, what you were saying something about Punk first. Oh, well, it's the same thing. Um, so I saw one thing Punk said this past week about the Shield, and he was like, it, "The idea was they were going to be part of my stable. I was going to basically be their leader, but then things change like they always do in wrestling." And they went with something at the last minute and Hunter acts and everyone acts like Hunter, like thought about this, like long form and basically sucks his dick for no reason at all. Who thinks Hunter thought about this long form? (laughs) I've never heard of that, that, that Triple H was the architect of the shield. Oh, well, I don't know. I didn't, I, I, this is not like the first time I've seen Punk say something about it. (laughs) Well, Punk did say he was a real locker room leader. (laughs) <laughs> I could not imagine him being a locker Was that the same leader. thing? Like a lot of uh, WWE superstars spoke up and said, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I can imagine him being the biggest pain in the fucking ass to they, work with. Instantly, there he was rebuked by his peers. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you were texting me about him uh, tweeting the Young Bucks. Oh, yeah. They're doing uh, the... Uh, What's that called? That wrestling, some uh, wrestling, yeah, thing in uh, in Chicago, and it's going to be CM Punk, it's going to be ha- Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, basically Co- and Cody, uh, like all of the stars from AEW, and C- and CM Punk, and they had a Twitter thread. If AEW wants to actually terrify WWE, they need to get CM Punk. Well, the tweet went, um, uh, he. First, Punk tweeted out that he was going to be at such and such a booth with um, the uh, AEW guys. And then Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks said, hey, uh, while you're in town, we should uh, meet up and I'll meet up for a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> um, and I guess because of Punk's tattoo. And, uh, you know, oh, his, and because he's straight edge. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. The, the Young Bucks. <coughs> yeah. well, he is. That's something that he and the Young Bucks have in common. They're straight edge too. Yeah, straight edge brothers. Although I don't, they don't call it straight edge. They're like straight edge. Uh, they're not straight edge in like the annoying way. I think they just don't happen to drink or do drugs. So they're weirdos. They just like wrestle. Wrestling is the only thing that they love besides their families. Yeah, they're weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but really good weirdos. Like nice weirdos. We finally, anyway. I finally watched the wrestle ball in, but and he, I actually watched it. But, after but we got so engaged. he punk he uh, tweeted. <laughs> 
I want to hear that. I, I didn't mean to step on that. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. But um, he tweeted that to Punk, and then Punk said, "All right, but you're buying because I'm fucking broke." Yeah, which is the greatest news ever. Because that if he if he means that, then he probably is like, I probably don't want to live the rest of my life broke. And he's got to think that maybe this whole MMA thing is not his best call. Yeah, and like, yeah, he could do some comments. I think he's doing commentary for like some like minor promotion. What if and if CM A-Dub's Pun- like, hey, we can pay you WWE money and we'll we'll just fucking do whatever you want to do. It's cool. And oh. you know what? Yeah, we'll just explain it to fans that like, really, this is just about you wanting to get over on Triple H and Vince McMahon and WWE. Like, fuck, this is for never main eventing WrestleMania. Like, we'll be bigger. Come with us. And then, and then if he did, then AEW would undoubtedly be bigger than WWE, I think. Yeah, but I don't think that they would do something out of spite like that. Everything they've done so far has been Why, specifically uh, to make the show really? better. You, you say on Being the Elite how they talk about grabbing the brass ring and they go around with a bag of <laughs> well, brass rings all the fun. time. Well, they're making fun of them. Yeah, but they want to win. Well. Of course they want to win. Know that, I don't think that any of them think that the WWE is going anywhere. Well, the WWE won't go anywhere, but... If they if they just wanted to prove them to themselves to be better than WWE, they can't do it without Punk. But if they got Punk, <laughs> they can't prove themselves to be better than the WWE without Punk. No, they can't. <laughs> what if they get Brock Lesnar? Well, I think I think Punk would would just be the thing that puts them over. Let me ask you this: What if they got the revival? That would show you. I'd be more excited if they got Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I know. I'd like to see you Brock Lesnar in, in front of a crowd, like the crowd at All In. He would just go into that the crowd be, and start killing people. Yes, it would be terrifying. <laughs> yes. I would be on edge the entire time watching that. Like, <laughs> he's going to go crazy. So you He's going and, to actually kill somebody. You and Kat finished watching All In? Yeah. Um, was it, you said the night before you got engaged? No, the, the night, day of. The first thing you did as... <laughs> An engaged couple. No, was, no, no. We. Uh, I assume it is. No, <laughs> we uh, we had some champagne. Aw. Then we called our uh, media family. Nice. And then we went to brunch. And then we went to Union for a beer. Then we went back home, and we finished the champagne that we started in the morning, and um, then we watched the rest of All In because <laughs> I was like, "There's only two matches left." <laughs> <laughs> what were the last two matches? Um, I can't remember. Marty Skrull against uh, the um, the Japanese wrestler, yeah. I think. And then um, the Young Bucks against shit, some other tag team. Where, but then so then uh, so we watched both those matches, and I was like, oh, those are good, but they weren't better than the Cody Rhodes match, and Cat hadn't seen that one. So then we went back and watched that. And I was just like, man, Cody Rhodes is the fucking best. This is his promotion. This is his event. This is his moment. And he books himself into the mid card. Yeah. He doesn't triple H himself out there with a bunch of Harleys. Yeah. But, you know, he he gave that audience something spectacular. Yeah. And how crazy would that audience get if if CM Punk showed up? It would be insane. And they could get the rights to Cult of Personality, too. Yeah, and so 
I, but I think they'd have to sell it to him that like. Can you look, imagine his music hitting we're, at double or nothing? I think the only way that they could maybe that maybe that's why they haven't signed him because the only way they could is if they were all on the same page of doing this whole thing just purely out of spite just for CM Punk because he's so fucking narcissistic and egotistical. I think the <laughs> only way he would come back is if they all sold him on it being this whole promotion and there's hundreds of millions of dollars being invested into it is all about him. <laughs> if he was this dumb ce- Pepsi tattoo, if he was the center of the AEW universe and the sole purpose of <laughs> AEW was to get one over, to get over on WWE. That's the only way I think that they would get him to come back. <laughs> so and maybe saying- it's because AEW is not that, that they haven't, <laughs> they haven't gotten oh. punks to come out of retirement. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> There's a chance that they've cracked the code and they've convinced them of this. Or maybe he just likes them and wants to do something fun. No. <laughs> <laughs> like the way Chris Jericho did. He's too, he's really dug in on this one, man. He is like a Jericho versus punk at, uh, yeah. Fight for the fallen. Fucking sweet, but it's not going to happen. Tru- first uh, blood match. CM Punk is like every fucking Donald Trump supporter. <laughs> In what way? Just refusing to give up and say to everyone he was wrong. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Just too much pride and making the wrong fucking choice. We all make mistakes. It's and the fine, choice, punk. The choice was not, not, the choice wasn't leaving WWE. Right. I, I don't say that was the wrong choice. No. The choice was saying all the things <laughs> about wrestling and the profession yeah. and never wanting to do it again was the wrong thing. Burning down every bridge. Yes. And leaving Colt Cabana twisting in the wind. Yeah. Like it's cool to go out there and, and try something that you wanted to try. Yeah. You have that opportunity. We all fail. <laughs> yeah. Not always. How, how many, how long did he last in that UFC match? Um, in a less amount of time than this conversation. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, fewer I, amount of time. I would have not last. I would have. I would have wet myself and curled up into a ball in the beginning. Let's be clear. Well, right, but the equivalent being like a very challenging thing in your profession. Yeah, but something you sure. also wanted to do, like just taking a chance and going out there and doing it. Nobody it falls like them for doing saying, that. Like, oh, I write software. Maybe I should try running Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> or it's like uh, the actors on Silicon Valley saying, maybe we should start a startup. Yeah. We all know how to program, right? Let's yeah. find out. Could work, maybe not. But he had he had the opportunity to 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 try it. So I don't fault him for doing that. But That's yeah, true. Just being so Good for him. But but where he went I wrong didn't, was I think the the biggest problem is that I wasn't entertained. <laughs> but where did he where did he go wrong? And just the arrogance about it. Oh, yeah. It turns out that may, maybe not have been his character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know why, why I would be so excited for such an asshole to show up at something that I think is run by people who are definitely not assholes. That's why I... I maybe I don't want him poisoning my precious perfect... A- as long as AEW hasn't put it on an event yet, they are perfect. The only thing that makes me excited about that being a possibility, which I think it's it's a very unrealistic remote one, is that it's going Not to Stalin. <laughs> it's going to we're going to relive the Monday Night Wars. Yes, that's the only thing that makes 
me excited about that. Other than that, I don't really want to see CM Punk again because I think he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So just let AEW grow and uh, just let him. He made his bed. Let's let him land it. Yeah. For a few more years. <laughs> oh, he still has a few more years for us to be mad at him. Yeah. He has a few more years until he's too old to rest. Until he's like, it's like watching the Undertaker in the ring. Like, oh, Punk. No, then he'll come back and do like a two-year run. Oh, like they'll like, reward him appropriately. He'll be set up for the rest of his life if he, you know, lives within his means. <laughs> Pulls himself up by his bootstrap. But I mean, it would be very generous means. It would not be a, a modest amount. True. They would pay him a lot of money. All right, so you're saying CM Punk definitely coming back at Double or Nothing. Um, no. <laughs> right. Well, will you come over and watch it? Uh, sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Well, so, um, I think that's everything that happened in wrestling. Yeah, I think so too. This Sorry, is... I'm ordering food for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wrestling is, uh, so exciting. <laughs> All right, if you're bored with the podcast, and I am too, let's just... Let's no, go. I'm not bored no, with I'm it. Ki- I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm ordering delivery so it arrives at the same time I'll be arriving <gasps> oh, at Oh, shit. I should have done that too. All right, I'm going to do that too. All right. That's everything that happened in wrestling except for NXT and NXT UK and Ring of Honor and New Japan. There's a <laughs> lot going on over there that I didn't... It's the New Japan Cup. We had the Ring of Honor anniversary pay-per-view and anniversary TV, regular TV taping and the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic is firing up on NXT but there's no time to get into any of that today next oh time oh my god next weekend is Ring of Honor <sighs> wait next weekend is Ring of Honor which starts which is the kickoff for Wrestlemania week that's a lot of wrestling going on so next episode we need to really just kind of go through everything we're about to embark upon <laughs> Maybe we should record bits of the episode throughout the week after every bit of wrestling that we've participated in. Like we can record um, on my like while we're at Ring of Honor. I don't know why I'm talking about this on the podcast. It sounds like something we should discuss. <laughs> Not in front of the kids. All right. Um, go wrestling. J.A. Guess what, guys? Go ahead, Byron. Cole's not here. Have at it. <laughs> to steal the page out of Cole's book. Uh, it's boss time. No, you didn't. I did. I just did. 